Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Zach. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Let's kick it off with you telling my audience of Morning Upgraders you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us uh, either a win or something you're grateful for. Love it. So my name is Zach Booth. I'm out here in Utah and I do real estate. So I went from pretty broke window cleaner five to seven years ago to doing real estate. You know, I didn't have a ton of money to start. So started a strategy known as wholesaling, where I'm basically selling contracts, find a discounted house and pass it on essentially for a finder's fee. It's known as wholesaling or a wholesale fee. I did that. I was able to cherry pick my best deals and build a rental portfolio. And then about uh, three and a half years ago, I started helping other people do the same accidentally. And it's become a passion and what I love doing. So now I have a podcast and a YouTube channel and TikToks and getting on other people's podcasts. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I love helping people find the financial freedom that I discovered because of my mentor. So that's what I do. And something I'm grateful for I'm just grateful for for life in general. I'm grateful for the struggles that I've had to get to where I'm at. And I'm grateful for the challenges that are still right in front of me that I'm dealing with every day because it helps you discover more about yourself and you find a lot of self, I don't know, self-worth as you go through these challenges and dig deep and become the person you need to come, become to, to accomplish them. So just grateful for life. It really is a special gift. You reminded me of a quote. It was on Goodwill Hunting. It's... um the character was Sean McGuire. And he says, I think I'll get this right, but you'll have bad times, but it'll always wake you up to the good stuff you weren't paying attention to. You know, kind of <laughs> talking about the challenges you mentioned. Yeah, we all well, have I, them. Uh, right? Everyone has them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day. Every day. It's a guarantee. I, w- I do want to ask you about some of the real estate stuff because um, I like to go to business questions sometimes. Let's talk about your morning routine. How, how do you start your days? Yeah. So I'm actually like a really... So Tony Robbins talks about like all the six human emotional needs and one of them is diversity or uncertainty is I think is the exact terminology. But you know, having diversity of experiences in life and adventures. And I'm very adventurous. I love just to disappear into the mountains and I hunt with a bow and arrow and I, I love backpacking. And so for me, I hate the same thing over and over. It's probably why I'm an entrepreneur. I'm just going to get bored. You know, my most productive days, like my business days, my work days, uh, I like to work out in the morning. So I like to wake up early, go straight to the gym, a little pre-workout and and hit a really hard workout. I like it because it obviously keeps me in shape, but it does something to me where it, it puts me in this like, I did that, I can do anything. It puts me in a high energy state for the rest of the day. Usually crash pretty hard about six seven p.m. after that, but uh, but it's definitely one of my favorite things to do in the morning. But I, I wouldn't say that I have like a super set regimen. I'm not a very regimen person just just by nature. Unlike my dad, who's like the complete opposite. He thinks I'm weird. I think he's weird. So it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, works best for you, right? I mean, I've yeah, got, all the episodes I've done. Hundred plus of this podcast, I get to hear about morning routines from everyone, and everyone's got a different routine because. There's overlap, of course, the gratitude practice or whatever exercise, sure, but sure. everyone's got their own routine because we're all living our lives and what works for you might not work for someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's certain people that really need that morning you know, routine to, to get in a good state. But I think a lot of it comes from from those emotional and, and human needs, you know, people that like really scheduled lives, really 
they like corporate, they like the systematic life, the expected, you know, they find fulfillment and peace and safety in that. And I'm, I'm definitely very much the other way. I like that uncertainty. I like that challenge. Like one of my favorite things to do is just throw some food in a cooler and a backpack and just go. You know, I live out here in Utah and just go all over the Western US and the different mountains and hike different mountains and not really have a plan. I absolutely love it. I love that. Have you heard of a book called 12 Hour Walk? I think it's kind uh-uh. of new. I haven't heard of that one, no. I heard it on a podcast, which I feel like I say that a lot because I listen to a lot of podcasts, but it's a book by a guy. It's a concept where he's trying to get more people to do it. I guess he did it and it changed his life or whatever. And he, now he's trying to get more people to do it. And basically, the idea is you go for a 12 hour walk, like it says. Doesn't mean oh. you're constantly moving for 12 hours, but you're gone. You leave at whatever, 6 a.m., and you're back by 6 p.m. And you just walk with a backpack, no electronics, no phone, just by yourself, just walking, eating, resting, whatever. And he said it really helped him like reset himself emotionally. And so I think it's an interesting concept. I guess I do that all the time. I just I have a backpack and I'm in the middle of nowhere in the forest. You know, I there's probably not very many mountains in the western US I haven't been on at this point. Like I I absolutely just find so much peace and tranquility in in that. So I can totally relate with that. That's awesome. I mean, I, I can relate to what you're saying about the adventures because during COVID, we started doing road trips and we've taken one every mm-hmm. every year. And that in itself is an adventure, especially when you have three young kids. But we'll hit like... <laughs> that sounds <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> uh, thank God for phones. I don't know what parents did back. <laughs> yeah, because you're in a car six, seven hours at a clip going from city to city, hotel to hotel. It, it is an adventure. I, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to hate it when we first started doing it. And now I'm like obsessed with it because it's an adventure. And I think there's a lot of that variety seeing new things, experiencing new things, just getting through it, figuring it all out. It's it's very exciting. That's awesome. Well, next time you do a road trip, come down to Utah. Have you been down this way yet? Utah? No, we haven't made our way that way there yet. We're starting to think about the West Coast. We're going to... Oh, so the idea is we're going to hit all 50 states and we're at 28 now. And Heck then the yeah. 50th as like the grand celebration will be Hawaii. But we haven't Heck made yeah. it to the West Coast yet. So we have to figure out, are we driving? Are we flying? I don't know. But. Love it. Well, Utah's, dude, Utah's so cool because it's so diverse. You got the northern part where you've got the alpines and just, you know, it reminds me a lot of like southern Idaho and, and parts of Wyoming. But then you've got all the Red Rock and all the different Red Rock uh, national parks, you know, Canyonlands and Zions and just arches. It's beautiful. Absolutely amazing state. I love it here. That's cool. So let's talk about your business. I think what I want to try to pull out of you for anyone that's listening that's was in the position that you were in, window washing. You said you weren't making a lot of money, I think is that what you said. You probably didn't like like what you were doing. And then you had the the ambition, the courage, whatever word you want to use to try something new. So that gap in between of like, how'd you get from doing what you hate to then moving in something new that was probably a little scary? Like, how'd you do that? Like, what lessons can we pull from you? Yeah. So I, I, I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was 14. So my dad cut me off financially at 16 told me I was a man and I was responsible for my finances. So he paid, gave me $200 a year in housing and food and I paid for the rest. And he's like, if you want a truck, you'll pay for it cash like I did. He wouldn't even co-sign a loan. You know, out of necessity, I was making money, did a lot of different jobs from the time I was 11 till I started my first business 17. That was that window cleaning business. And so I'd ran that for about a decade. And the last three, four years of doing it, I was sick of it. I was burnt out. And outside looking in, I was pretty successful, but you know, I wasn't making more than fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year net. 
and you know, started having kids and it just wasn't quite enough. And so I was listening to podcasts, listening to books while I was out on the job sites and just trying to figure out a way to like get out of where I was. I felt like I had hit my full potential in that space. I hated it. I hated the employees. They hated me. I'd brought on a business partner and we had different visions and desires with the company. And it was just, I just felt stuck. I felt so stuck, especially because I had a family depending on me. And it just felt really crappy about myself because I didn't, you know, I wasn't proud of how I was doing. Even though I was working so hard, I should have been more yeah. proud of myself. But it was, you know, I think sometimes as men, we, we want to do so good. And a lot of times we attach our self-worth to how we take care of our families and, you know, are we worthy of love or not? And mm-hmm. so I was kind of in a dark place too, emotionally. Um, you know, kind of scary to share that openly, but but I was, you know, and so... I was listening to books and podcasts and I, I, you know, I'd read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was 14. So I started listening to real estate stuff and I discovered something called wholesaling, right? That I mentioned before. And I was like, oh, it's too good to be true. No one would give their house at such a discount that I could then sell it for a profit to an investor that also needs it at a discount. I was like, and even if I could get it at that much of a discount, I'm stealing their equity. Like, I don't want to be a bottom feeder. I don't want to be dishonest. And like, so I, I was really skeptical. I was like, yeah, th- that's too good to be true. It, it's, you know, I don't know. And then I had an experience happen where I met a guy. I was washing his windows, very wealthy gentleman, big old house. His name was Stan. And uh, I asked Stan what he had done. He's like, I was a real, oh, I'm, I'm a real estate developer. I still do it. He's like 80 years old. And he's just, you know, he's got two multi million dollar developments. And so I was so intrigued. I was asking this guy all kinds of questions. And at the end of the conversation, you know, I was like, man, if I used to get two rentals, it'd be amazing. And he's like, oh, that's convenient. I got these two properties I haven't dealt with. I haven't collected rents in four months. Property manager bailed on me. The, you know, my real estate agent wants me to do all this stuff to him. I just don't want to deal with it. Do you want them? I'm like, uh, yeah. He gave them to me, seller finance, couple thousand dollars down. Like he just basically gifted them to me. I couldn't believe it. And he gave them to me at such a discount that I put tenants, you know, clean the, the, the clean them up, kick the other tenants out, put new tenants in. And I did what's called an option to buy a uh, lease with an option to buy. So they were renting it from me, but they had an option if they wanted to, to buy it from me. And they had two years to buy it. And both of them exercised their right to buy the next year. So I made over a hundred thousand dollars profit selling it to the tenants. And it blew my mind. You know, it made me realize that there's people that want speed and convenience over price. People are more educated than me, people more wealthy, even real estate professionals sometimes have assets they just don't want to deal with. And I was like, oh man, that was a deal of a lifetime. And I've heard that you can find deals like this every single day, if not every single week. Right. And so I was like, well, this is what I want to do. I want to pursue this. And so when I had that that experience, I believed, and since I believed, I started looking for a mentor. So I found those deals in September. They didn't cash out till the next year, but I knew what I had. You know, I knew I had just a ton of equity. I knew I could get there. Even though I didn't have a lot of cash in the bank, I went and found a mentor. I put a lot of it on a credit card. And I quit window cleaning before I'd ever done one of these traditional wholesale deals. Went to my business partner on March 2nd on my birthday. And I said, Hey, I quit. I'm going to go do this full time. He's like, you're crazy. You haven't even done a deal. It's too good to be true. <laughs> but I had a mentor and I went for it. And uh, it completely changed my life. Within the first eight months, I made over six figures doing it. And then the next year, just shy of a half a million. And the third year, I did 1.2 million. So mm-hmm. it, it, it quickly just completely changed what I thought was even possible for myself. So it doesn't sound like you were very nervous making it, doing it. Because it sounded like you were, right, you, were, you were ripe to make the decision. You were fed up with where you were at. And it's funny, like I'm, I'm not a religious person. I consider myself like more spiritual. 
still trying to figure that out, but uh, <laughs> I think we all are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny how that guy showed up at that moment when you needed him. Like what are the chances yep. of that? Think about it. You know, the funny thing is Stan became like, um, I'm kind of like you. So I actually grew up super religious. I served a, a, a Mormon mission down in Sao Paulo, Brazil, speak Portuguese from 19 to 21. And, you know, I was, I was raised in the religion. I was very devout and had some experiences in my life where I'm not so sure now, you know, and I, and I don't know too much. I don't know God's plan. I don't know. I'm in that, but I believe that there is something more. And Stan, I don't totally believe was a gift. And one of the reasons for that is I accidentally became a coach a few years later and I found so many people in the same position I was in before I met Stan where they're like, I want to get into real estate, but it's too good to be true. I'm not capable. I'm not smart enough. And they have all these like inner doubts that I had and all these fears that kept them from really taking action. And so I was like, man, like God gave me this Stan or coincidence, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, could I give that same gift to others? And so... I was up super late one night, like thinking, how can I help other people and give them this belief? And I had this idea to go do a challenge of, you know, flying across the country with, you know, so I was somewhere I'd never been and I only got a thousand bucks. And the goal is to make the average American income in 40 days. So I wanted to make 40 grand in 40 days. And, um, so I prayed, you know, before I did it. And I was like, God, please give me a stand. Like, please let me document meeting a stand, finding a stand and getting paid. Right? Like, I want to give the same gift that I was given. And day four, dude, I called the wrong number. And I met a guy named Jerry Tidwell. And Jerry was my stand. Wealthy investor, had three properties, didn't want to deal with, gave them to me over six figures in profits. You know, I was pretty emotional. I was really choked up because it was what I asked for. And it's like, was it God? I think so. Could it not be? Sure. But more than anything, it was like such a special challenge that I did and, and was able to give that gift to everybody for free like I wanted to. You know, it's on my YouTube channel and you know, people can go yeah. watch that. But yeah, I think that that Stan was definitely a very special moment in my life that gave me courage where I where I was lacking before. You, with the belief that you have now and the confidence, is there anything you do to feed that? Like my confidence in in the potential like, that I have to be successful. First of all, taking the plunge to do the wholesaling and then doing this challenge that you mentioned this on YouTube, like all these things you're doing to push forward. Like where do you where does the belief in yourself come from, the confidence? Well, I think confidence a lot of times is earned. If you just sit on the couch and you don't ever challenge yourself and you don't ever accomplish anything that you set out to do, you'll never really realize how, how much potential you have as a person. And so as I've set a goal and I've accomplished the goal and then I set another goal and I accomplish that goal, I, I spiral upwards. One of my favorite self-help people uh, that I really respect and admire, his name's Tony Robbins. He actually talks about the cycle of success. And I like his model more than anyone that I've seen. He talks about how you know, to become successful, most people think it starts with a massive amount of action. And he argues that it actually starts with that faith and that belief. And if you have zero faith, like, you know, let's talk about the negative. If you don't have that faith and that belief, if you don't have that faith and belief, the next step is half-hearted effort, right? And if you don't give it 100%, you're not going to get very good results. And when you don't get very good results, you'll be like, see, I knew I was a loser. I knew I couldn't do it. And you're going to have less belief and less belief. And you're going to spiral downwards in a state of almost depression or, or lack of confidence and self-esteem. And the opposite true is if you, if you can find it within yourself to have that hope and belief to give it 100%, you'll get the results that you deserve. And when you get those results, you see, you'll say, yeah, I knew I could do it. 
I knew I was capable. And with that extra confidence, you take on your next challenge and your next challenge and your next challenge. And so I feel like, you know, what gave me that belief is yes, that experience with Stan. But beyond that, you know, I met that Stan, but I went and found a mentor. I went and found a guide that not only was doing it himself, but also getting a ton of other successful students and seeing their success stories and being able to talk to them and then being able to just follow the outline and the action steps of that coach. That's what really propelled me forward in wholesale. Right. Yes, the the stand gave me the permission to go hire the coach and enough belief to go take the action on that and take the action steps on my coach's action, you know, uh, work that he gave me. But I feel like starting as a teenager, doing the window cleaning business, having some success, really being able to take care of myself, and I've just continued to propel forward. And most of that has come because I've had advisors, I've had mentors. I still to this day have coaches and consultants within my business. I pay a lot of money. I, I'm paying twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars a month right now for my own self-improvement coaching, consulting, business consultants within my businesses. I'm big into masterminds. Love Don't it. have a one-on-one coach yet, but masterminds have been a huge part of my life for the last four years. And I love that you're investing in yourself that much. That's huge. I mean, that yeah. I think that I'm in right a mastermind there too. Oh yeah, masterminds are incredible. I'm in one called the Family. I'm actually wearing their shirt right now. That's funny, but yeah, I I totally believe in that. Like that's surrounding yourself with not only advisors and people that have been there and done that, but also have the experience of helping other people get through the process you're in, and then also like masterminds, surrounding yourself with people that are doing what you're trying to accomplish and feeding off each other's energy and also actions that you're taking to find results. Like it's. You know, we don't have to go at this alone. And that's been a huge part of the growth that I've had. It's not because I'm super smart or smarter or I even work harder. It's none of that. Like, it's not me. It's truly a combination of, yes, my work ethic, but having other people that are smarter than me giving me those action steps. Excellent advice. Thanks for everything you shared today, Zach. This was really good. Um, If people want to learn more about you, where should we send them? Yeah. So if you guys want to go watch that 40 day challenge, that's like a great place to go see what I do and like actually see it in action. I ended up making a lot of money on that challenge. It was really awesome. But there's a a quick link. You can go to DFD, stands for driving for dollars, dfdchallenge.com. There's a quick link to the 40 day challenge, or you can catch me on my podcast, driving for dollars mastery or my YouTube channel or TikTok or any of those places. So. Awesome. We'll link those up in the show notes. Thanks, Zach. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.